You're listening to the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast, where we help you attract new patients and grow your practice beyond your wildest dreams. Here's your host, two-time Emmy Award winner, Shane Simmons. We're back, everybody. What is going on? And welcome back to the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast. I am your host, Shane Simmons, and uh, we took the summer off, as many of you probably realized. Uh, things at Crimson Media, uh, www.crimsonmediagroup.com, shameless plug. Um, things at Crimson Media have been going really, really well. We've been growing quickly, and so uh, usually like to take the summer off from the podcasting and, and focus on uh, the business and then also family and that sort of thing. So um, we are back, though. The, the colder weather is setting in, and we are uh, getting down to uh, more awesome content for all of you uh, listeners out there. And uh, for those of you who may be new to the podcast or just kind of need a refresher, you know, the reason I started this podcast was to learn more myself about the dental industry. And it's a great way to connect with people who have uh, so much experience and so much success in the industry. And at the end of the day, what we're here to do is we're here to help dentists build freedom in their practice. You know, we want them to be able to do the kind of work they want to do, you know, see the type of patients they want to see and get reimbursed for doing so. And so that's really the ultimate goal of this podcast. And today we have someone who is a friend of mine and I'm happy that we're able to get him on the show. His name is Vivek Kinra and Vivek is the founder of PPO Profits. And basically What he does is he helps dentists get better reimbursements from insurance companies. And I think we can all, you know, if you're if you're a PPO practice or even if you're a fee for service, you're probably a fee for service because of everything you had to deal with as a PPO clinician. Man, it is it is tough. It is tough out there. Uh, some insurances are barely reimbursing dentists at all. And it's just, um, it's something that as we, you know, as a marketing firm, as we bring in more new patients, we hear it all the time. It's like, well, you know, I want to bring in more new patients, but I also want to be able to make money on the patients that I have, you know, as far as the treatment that we're providing them. And uh, a lot of you right now are, are having a hard time with that because of, you know, the way that you are, Uh, being reimbursed and then or lack of being reimbursed really and then also if you think about kind of this commoditization of dentistry that's been happening with free cleanings and all this sort of stuff and corporate dso's it's tough it's tough out there and so that's why we brought in vivek who is going to share with us three things you need to know when you are uh, insurance you know negotiating with insurance companies and there's a lot of insight in here that i didn't even realized. And one of the things that we're actually going to talk about in the podcast, and I won't get too into it because I don't want to ruin it, but is the fact that it doesn't really matter how good of a negotiator you are. That doesn't really matter when it comes to negotiating with the insurance companies. And that's something that, you know, I just figured, hey, if you're a good negotiator, I'm sure you can get better rates. That's not necessarily how it works. And Vivek talks about that in this episode. So um, yeah, really, really excited about this. So take a listen. Uh, this is a really good interview. He's going to give three things you need to know. And uh, I think you all, all are going to really be able to pull out a lot of value from this conversation. 
All right, everybody. I am excited to have Vivek Kinra on the podcast today. And uh, Vivek and I had kind of communicated and met through social media a few different times, maybe through some of the Facebook groups and things like that. And then uh, finally got a chance to meet in person about a month ago and uh, really love what he is doing in the dental community and helping essentially dentists uh, get their fair share when it comes to the insurance companies is the way I like to put it. But uh, Vivek, how are you doing today, man? Doing well. Thanks for having me, man. So uh, before we get started, and you guys are really going to like this episode because Vivek is going to give basically three you know, tips or three things you should know when negotiating with insurance companies. And this is going to be something that should put money directly into your practice's uh, pocket. So this is going to be a really important episode for all of you. But before we get into that, uh, Vivek has a really interesting story, in my opinion, on how the whole thing got started. So uh, Vivek, why don't you give us a background and and how in the world did you get started uh, in your business? Yeah, that, uh, you know, it, it is funny because it is one of those stories that I'll probably tell over and over again, not just how I got started, but how I got my first employee, et cetera. Right? And it's just, even when I think about it, you know, it was around 11 months ago or so, it's kind of mind-boggling that how, you know, life changed. So uh, I had started a company called PPO Profits, uh, but at that time, PPO Profits wasn't just negotiations with insurances. It was all things insurances, right? Verifications, claims processing, training, consulting. In the fee negotiations was this like adjunct service I offered because we used to get paid on a percentage of collections, right? So the more money we made for a dental office, we would take a small percentage. And so one of the easiest ways I thought was, okay, let's, you know, I had negotiated insurance rates for my wife and I'd seen a huge difference in our collections, right? So I'm like, let me start doing this for other offices because, you know, if their collections increase, so does our percentage, right? The, the, the total amount. Um, and so that's how we got started. Um, and then one day, uh, this was actually a Sunday, and I was talking to Sunny with the Dell Investment Group. And I had, at that time, a handful of clients that uh, I was going to negotiate fees for, right? We had gotten really busy in all the claims process inside on PPO profits, but a few clients I was just doing some uh, fee negotiations for. So I talked to um, uh, Sonny. Uh, he runs a, a very good group called Dental Investment Group. And I was like, you know, it's one of the best investments you can do is actually just get better rates. Uh, it's really just an investment that keeps on giving. Um, so he said something like, hey, you want to come on my group and talk about it? I'm like, let's do it today. And um, he said, all right, let's do it at 6 p.m. And that was around 1 p.m. I'm like, oh, okay. So I went to um, my office, actually, uh, the dental office, got ready for it. And we did a, a video, a Facebook Live. And one of the things that Sonny did, and I never asked him for that, right? He basically just did put a little Google form on there saying, anybody that wants more information, just uh, fill out this form and, uh, you know, we will reach out. So by the end of the Facebook Live, I had about 60-something people sign up. There's probably still people signing up for that. And I'm not going to mention it, but, but uh, 60 people that about signed up. That night, I actually went ahead and sent everybody an invoice, Okay. I sent everyone a, a message saying, all right, thank you. If you want me to get started here. I was really under the impression that, you know, uh, I'll probably wake up maybe with some angry messages. Like, 
why are you sending me this invoice, right? We haven't even talked. Um, no joke. And then the following day, I woke up and about 29 people had signed up and paid the invoice. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my God. And, and it was... Um, it was crazy because, you know, now that I was at that time, you know, I put up a bold front. I'm like, let's get started. But I remember looking back at that time, I'm like, whoa, now I actually have to work because, <laughs> you know, you've got a lot of clients that have, you know, okay, I got to get started. And so all of a sudden it was like, geez, you know, it wasn't like, you know, we started like with one or two clients and I had the opportunity to build it up properly. Um, it was just, you know, a ton of lines getting getting started. And I'll I'll tell you one more interesting story if you have time for that. Uh, let me yeah, know if you know sure. if you don't think you've got some. So then there was another Sunday. I was just super stressed out because you've got all of these clients, and I've got another company that has a lot of clients, and I'm like, you know, I'm about to like crack, and I can take a lot of pressure. So I am going through my social media feed on Sunday night thinking, is there anybody that can help me, right? I didn't even know what skill set I'm looking for, right? I just knew I needed help. And we had uh, someone that used to come to our home to help us with like cooking and cleaning and sometimes just helping taking care of our daughter, right? And uh, I remember she had applied for a position with us at, uh, at a dental office, um, but we didn't have a position for her. So, and uh, she had sent me a resume on WhatsApp. I never looked at it. Um, one, you know, at that time I looked at it, I'm like, you know, let me take a look at it. You know, it turned out she was a production engineer from Brazil, right? So she, she's, you know, a smart girl. So I called her and I'm like, hey, Natalie, so I don't have a position at the dental office, but I have this new company, um, very business oriented. You know, I don't know if it matches your skills, et cetera. And she said, look, I'm currently being a nanny. I don't want to do that anymore. You know, give me a week, right? Let's reevaluate in a week if it works out or not. She actually started the following morning. I'm like, can you start tomorrow? She said, sure. She came in that morning, um, right? And at about 2 p.m., she started at 9 in the morning. And at about 2 p.m., I told her, Natalie, drop everything. You're hired. I mean, this girl was just so good. She was just so amazing. Um, I'm like, drop everything. And, and she turned out to be just amazing. And, uh, and the good thing is that she set the standard so high that now we've hired a lot of people. It's now, you know, um, six full-time employees and six full-time contractors. So we have a full team of about 12 people, but you know, the, every single person that's come in has been such high caliber. And, and a lot of it is because the bar is so high for, for anybody walking in that they've got to meet that. So yeah, that's, it was crazy how I got my first few clients and how I got my first employee. Um, and, and yeah, here we are. It was literally an overnight explosion of, oh my gosh, I've got to, I've got to get prepared. I've got a business here to run by myself. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's funny because uh, a lot of people would say stuff like, it took me eight years to become an overnight success, and I'm like, it took me overnight to become an overnight success. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not successful or anything like that. But it was really like that, right? It really was overnight. Oh my gosh, yeah, and and then of course, like as you mentioned that. That brings its own set of challenges too when it when it does happen that quickly. Uh, so that's really amazing how you get, were able to kind of pivot and and get the the team on board and, and it's awesome to see your growth. 
Now, I know that uh, you do a heck of a job, and I know a lot of people who, who use your service. And as you know, uh, just everybody is so frustrated with the, you know, like insurance reimbursement rates. And a, a lot of people are just dropping insurance altogether. But there's many people out there who just aren't in a position where they can do that. You know, they still need to be a PPO practice. Uh, so for those people, you know, I, I feel like what's kind of the first thing that this would be kind of our first of, of three things people should know, but what's our, what's the first thing that if you're going to negotiate with an insurance company, what do you need to be prepared for? Or what do you need to know before you start that process? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, first thing I would say is that there are a lot of myths circulating, right? People have this thing that they can negotiate because they're in a rural area or, or, there's, or they're in a saturated area and there's so many dentists. Why would an insurance want to give me better rates? Um, you know, people also think that <clears throat> it's impossible. You know, they, they think that they can't do it, you know, uh, they can only do it once every two years, right? So there's so many myths circulating that I would probably say step one, throw everything out of that window, right? Because this is probably one of those things you don't know what you don't know, right? And I see, see a lot of comments sometimes on social media where, right, sometimes people would just even say, why do you need a company? Just do it yourself, right? I called the company and they gave me a better increase. And, uh, you know, I used to be that person. I used to be, I used to think I can do it all myself, right? And I would. Uh, for a long time, I managed uh, uh, my wife's dental office, right? And I was the marketing person. I was the legal, right? I mean, I was just looking through legal documents. I was the IT person, right? Um, but the biggest thing is with this insurance thing, it makes such a big difference to your bottom line that even getting two, three bucks more here and there makes an a huge impact, right? And so the problem is, what the, when when these dentists are saying on social media, hey, what's the what's the big deal? You just call up the insurance companies and start negotiating, and and then you have these like weird things that exist that you know somebody would say never accept that first offer, you know, and it's like, well, it doesn't work like that, right? I mean, you know, or you know, go ahead and threaten to drop them. It really doesn't work like that. You think that works like that, they will make you believe it works like that, but it doesn't. And what's going to happen is you're going to get a 6% increase and you're going to basically brag about how you did so amazing, but you don't realize you could have gotten a 50% increase. And then this is wow. not, I'm not, these are not made up numbers, right? I mean, this is uh, day, day in the life, right? There's nothing magical about this, right? And so they'll take a look at it and the crown will go from like 800 to 860 and they'll call it a win, right? Not realizing the dentist next door could have been getting 1150, right? So that's why, you know, number one, throw everything out of the window. Uh, just say to yourself, I don't know what I don't know. I can figure it out, but it'll take me a long time. And in the middle, I may make an expensive mistake, so I'm not going to do it myself. And not only that, that's, that's a great point, but it's, you got to think about your time. And if you are, you know, let's say the, the dentist in the practice or you're the office manager, whatever the case, where could you be spending your time and leveraging your time to actually, you know, focus on your skill set and what you can do to move the business forward? And then how can you delegate the best brand businesses in the world, whether they're dental practices or Fortune 500 companies? The one thing that those companies have in common and the CEOs and the leadership teams have in common is they know 
how to delegate and they know how to delegate properly. And I think that's something that we get hung up on sometimes is we try, like you said, to do everything ourselves. But when you're doing that, you're actually losing uh, your profits and money on other areas of the business that you could be focusing on. I mean, to be quite honest, I don't even care about that as much, right? Even if somebody tells me, I've got three people in my office and myself, my office is empty, I'm a startup, I don't know what to do, right? I will just, I have all the time in the world. I'll still say, don't do it, right? Like this is, you know, I don't know, go, go, go shovel snow or just snow, do that, okay? But you don't negotiate insurances. That's a bad idea. And I'm not saying it, you know, because like if you kind of sense, you know, uh, where I'm coming from, right? It's not because I know the mistakes people will make. I see it every single day, right? We have now negotiated for hundreds of clients, and I'm not sure if I've ever seen a client that said, I did it all myself, and look how great of a job I did. I've seen a lot of dentists that have negotiated themselves, and I look at that and I'm like, doctor, we should have done this, we should have done this, we should have done this, right? Um, and with some insurances, sometimes people will do great, right? Uh, and I'll tell them, you know, sometimes people will be like, well, Cigna's giving me this much. That's awesome. I'm, I can't touch it. I'm not going to do anything with it. We're going to leave Cigna alone. We're going to now focus on these insurances. But um, even with, like, even if you have so much time in the world, the problem is, think about it this way, right? It's almost like, it, it, it's not a function of time or your negotiating skills, right? It's neither. I, I never say that dentists can negotiate well. They can. They can actually negotiate really, really well, right? Because insurance companies talk really well to dentists, okay? And there are occasions, and some of my clients know that, that there are occasions where I'll ask the dentist to call a particular person. You know, I'll say, doctor, I need you to call this person because that's the right way. There's no ego here. We're on the same team. I'm trying to get the, the better piece for them, right? And, and they understand that. But... It's more a function of know-how. It's just the insurances are so uh, intertwined and it's so complex. And here's the reality. And I'm not saying any of this stuff because I want to basically make ourselves, you know, uh, uh, come across as the only company that knows some of this stuff. What I'm saying is nobody knows this stuff. Not even the insurance companies. I'm not joking. There are plenty and plenty of times where we are informing the insurance companies which groups and which plans interact with which other insurance companies. They don't know. Wow. And it's really, so, so we have to, and it's state specific. I know you're in Indiana, right? Indiana yeah. is so complex with United Healthcare, for example, right? That we have a complete spreadsheet of Indiana and United Healthcare. It is so ridiculously complex that when I take a look at that spreadsheet, there's just no way anybody would be able to do that. I mean, I've got a team of 12 people, right? And, uh, you know, we make, uh, just to kind of give you an idea, six of my people make phone calls to insurance companies all day, every day, right? Just every single day they're calling insurance companies to get information. And even then it looks like so complex. And sometimes there's a lot of like network intersharing going on, right? Like for example, if you join Aetna, you become in network with Guardian and vice versa. And then Guardian is something called Guardian Lease Network with United Healthcare users, et cetera, right? So it's just so much complexity, but it's very, very, mind, you know, there's, there's a lot of detail in there about which particular plans use which particular network. And I am saying there's like no one, I have not come across a single person 
in either of those insurance companies that have a contract to be able to tell me how it interacts. Everyone will just say, call the other guy, right? And so we figure mm -hmm. that out. So that's, that's the reason I'm saying that it's not even a function of time. It's just a function of not knowing this information that I don't even know who has it, right? So, so we, I believe my company has the most amount of knowledge about this. You know, even though we're new, we have done so much effort in trying to piece this thing together with all the different insurances that I don't think that anybody else has this information. And I protect this information like crazy. Right? Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you nailed it. I mean, the first thing you're going to have to do, uh, like you said, guys, is step one is throw away basically any, you know, con preconceptions that you have of, you know, the insurance companies or what you think you can do because uh, they don't even know, you know, how things are intertwined at times. So how could you know that and leveraging that in your negotiation? So I think that's really important. Uh, what's the, what's the se second thing, Vivek? Yeah, I mean, the, the second one, uh, you know, I would basically just say, also don't assume uh, what you can get or what you cannot get, right? It's a, it's a very, very common mistake that I see people make, right? It's, it's one of those things where a lot of times dentists have more power than they think, right? And so very often uh, what happens is they get an increase and they're happy right and i would always say i'm like just stretch it to the maximum because sometimes you'll only get one chance right because a lot of insurance companies like guardian for example is a 30-month contract right mm -hmm. so you need to make sure that you're getting the absolute best even if it takes longer right uh, because once you get locked in right for 30 months you're locked into that thing and you know after 30 months when you're trying to renegotiate you know, it's just these companies have all your claim data. They know what fees you've been accepting for how long. Some of these companies know what you've been accepting from other companies, right? And what other contracts you have, right? And so, um, so yeah, I mean, just a lot of times when I tell people, you know, what we can get them, right? Uh, there's, a, there's a bit of a disbelief uh, uh, there, right? But that's reality. And so, you know, don't, don't give yourself an artificial top on where, you know, what will make you happy. Just, you know, take the time and, and you know, uh, let us negotiate for a longer period and let us do what we typically do uh, to best structure you because you can get some really, really good fees. Absolutely. Yep. Don't assume what you can or can't get, guys. And a lot of times they're probably, if they're giving you something, they're probably thinking that's going to make you happy. And if you you know, feel like, hey, I won, like Vivek says, you might have been able to get a lot more. So uh, that's something to keep in mind. All right, kind of third and, and final thing here, Vivek, what's kind of third and final thing people need to know uh, when it comes to insurance rate negotiations? It's a very long process, right? So uh, if you are already in network with insurances, I'm telling people these days it's a 10 to 15 month process. Okay, so uh, it's not something where, uh, you know, we're just going to get on the phone with insurance companies and going to up your fees. Uh, for startups, you know, now I'm telling people it's about six to seven months. So as soon as you sign the lease, that's the next thing that you do is, is start working on these fee negotiations. And acquisitions are even tougher because very often, you know, you sign the document and next month you're seeing patients. Um, you know, so 
for acquisitions to me, it is very important that you do not credential yourself on the seller's tax ID. That is a very big mistake. And so, um, so yeah, anytime you're doing, you know, a startup or an acquisition, give yourself six months uh, to get the best possible fees. You may have to go through some short-term pains because, you know, for a few months you may have to build out a network, but for the long term you'll be happy. And if you're already an existing provider, you know, when you do start negotiating, just tell yourself that what you're doing is not for the next year, it's for the year after that. Man, man, I, I didn't realize it was that long of a process. You are, you're right. And that's, I bet that's a lot of time too. I mean, out throughout those months, there's probably a lot of time that goes in to the, just the communication, everything along with that, right? Yeah, then it's, there, there's just so much, right? Because every step we take with insurance is a 90 to 120 day process, right? Every little thing, right? And so uh, we literally take a step, wait for three months um, before anything happens. And so, uh, and when somebody's already in network, right? Sometimes what we have to do is kind of reshuffle stuff and, and, and renegotiate stuff, all of that, by the time that their claims are getting paid on some better fees, you're about 10 to 15 months out. And, uh, and this is something that, you know, even it's, it's surprised me because even the insurances underestimate this, right? Uh, the, what the insurances would tell us and what actually happens is sometimes, you know, two to three months off. And so now we started factoring it in because we've got so much data, um, right, that I am very, very uh, forthcoming now to everyone saying, you know, this is not going to be a four-month thing, you know, like in, especially when you know, I'm doing a lot of intro calls, right, where, uh, you know, I kind of explain the process. Pretty much anybody who's existing at the moment, I tell them that this is not a 2020 plan for you, this is a 2021 plan. And there's a dentist that gave me an amazing analogy that uh, I start using all the time. It's like, and, and I should have used that because my wife is pregnant, right? And, and then just says, oh, it's a 10-month process. So it's like a pregnancy that it's going to be painful. It'll be uncomfortable, right? But once you have the baby, you're, you're glad that you had the baby. I'm like, you know what? That's a great analogy. It's funny. I, I, I gave her a discount on her, on her fees because I'm like, you know what, doctor, I'm going to start using that analogy and I'm going to do this for you in exchange. So nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. No, this has uh, been very helpful. Vivek. So kind of just running through the, the three things again, you know, throw away any kind of existing perceptions that you have about when it comes to negotiating uh, with these insurance companies. You know, don't assume number two, don't assume what you can or cannot get with them. You may be surprised. And then number three is this is a long process that you need to, you know, 10, 15 months or so uh, of time and doing this. So um, I think that is, you know, something that is going to teach a lot of people um, how, you know, the steps that really go into this, but also how important it is, like the, to your bottom line, uh, this is going to be one of the, the best investments that you can you can make. So uh, before I let you go, Vivek, we're almost out of time here. Uh, just let people know how they can uh, get in contact with you if they're they're interested in, in hearing more. Yeah, I would probably just go to my website. It's ppoprofits.com. And on the top right, there's a schedule a consult button. Uh, you can just hit that to schedule some uh, uh, consultation with me. The other way that most people actually contact me as well is, is just on Facebook. Um, my name is Vivek Kinra. Uh, a lot of people would just send me a direct message. Um, and, and, you know, you can just do that. Either one. 
Awesome. Well, man, I appreciate you hopping on the podcast here today. And this was uh, really something unique that we haven't uh, talked a lot about as far as when it comes to the steps when negotiating. So I really appreciate you sharing your insight. And as always, man, keep keep kicking butt out there and uh, we'll try to send you some business because we really love what you're doing. Thank you so much, Nick. All right, so that was Vivek Kinra with PPO Profits, and hopefully you guys were able to take some of what Vivek was talking about, and you'll be able to apply that uh, yourself because, let me tell you, this is uh, one of those things where it can be one of the best investments you make. It's just like marketing uh, for us. It's one of the best investments you can possibly make for your practice, and and that goes with these uh, dental insurance reimbursements. So, uh, I highly suggest reaching out to a pro uh, because he's probably going to be able to save you more than you would be able to yourself just because of the knowledge that he and his team have. So definitely go check them out at ppoprofits.com. Again, that's ppoprofits.com and tell them that Shane sent you from Crimson Media and uh, he's an absolute professional. You really enjoy uh, working with him and if anything, just hop on a call. And I'm sure he'll be able to, to, you know, give you some insight, teach you a few things um, that you'll be able to, to take away and, and really uh, be better for. So I uh, really enjoyed that episode. I want to thank Vivek for uh, coming on the show. And then as always, you know, don't forget that if you or someone you know is looking to build your practice with new patients and you're wanting to tell your story and be unique and be unlike all the other marketing dentists who are marketing out there and you just want to be kind of a unique practice, reach out to us at crimsonmediagroup.com. Again, that's crimsonmediagroup.com. We'd be happy to help you out. We do search engine optimization, advertising, uh, practice videos, you name it. We've got a lot going on right now, and we're really excited to help shape the way uh, dentists tell their stories in, in today's world. And also, we know how much, you know, this is, really means a lot to us. If you can just subscribe to the Nothing But The Tooth podcast, and, you know, subscribe there, leave us a review. That would be awesome as well. And uh, we will be talking to you guys next week when we're going to be talking with your dental lawyer, Robert Montgomery. And this is going to be one you're going to want to listen when we're going to be talking about what you need to know before acquiring a practice. Take care, everybody.